you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Thompson Pinder. And I'm so excited to announce that in August, we will be having the 400th episode of the Author to Authority Podcast. And in celebration of that, I have decided to do the top 25 episodes of the Author to Authority podcast for the whole summer. And we will celebrate the 400 about mid-August, so there will be a couple of episodes after that. And I chose these episodes because they were the ones that I just personally felt were the ones that gave tremendous amount of value that were going to help you as an entrepreneur, professional, a speaker, a coach to move your business forward. These were value-packed episodes that are just going to give you action steps that are just going to really propel you to the next level. So I'd love for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this top 25 episode. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast, and I am so thrilled to have Scott Aaron back with us. Now, he if you are a regular Author to Authority listener, you will recognize that name, but Scott is one of our couple of LinkedIn specialists that we have that come on the show on a semi-regular basis to share with us about LinkedIn and the power of it. And, you know, LinkedIn is this understated social media, but there's so much power in LinkedIn to build a businesses, especially, you know, when you're in, in services, you know, when you're in B2B, it is an amazing platform that you can use to get clientele. And so, Scott, I'm so glad you're back here today with us. And maybe for our listeners who haven't met you before, why don't you take a few minutes and introduce yourselves and, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, Kim, first of all, it's great to be back. It's not all too often that I end up doing a, a part two on a podcast. So I'm very grateful and honored to do so. And for the the new listeners that did not hear the original episode. My name is Scott Aaron, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, now residing in Marlton, New Jersey, just about a half hour outside of Philadelphia. And I've been a a LinkedIn lead generation expert and LinkedIn coach uh, for about nine and a half years. It's I'm not an early adapter of LinkedIn. It's the oldest social media platform, but I started utilizing it in early 2013 for an online business that I was growing, cracked the code, so to speak, created a system and a structure and I have a background in health and wellness, I was used to writing programs and coming up with routines and structure. And I just 
basically formulated what I was doing from the personal training and nutrition side, apply it to the business side on LinkedIn. I was able to patent a program and I've been teaching it ever since. And my wife and I officially launched our company about five years ago. I was doing more just independent contract work as a sole proprietor. We turned everything obviously into a full-scale company with contractors underneath us and a team of eight people now. And it's been a wonderful journey. And you and I were talking in the pre-show and the big mission that, that my wife and I are on now is continuing to grow passive income, impacting as many people as possible to teach them how to grow and have a business that they have fallen madly in love with that is focused around getting people results and allowing them to live the life they deserve. And isn't that everyone's dream? Yeah. You know, we don't become an entrepreneur to sell and put systems in place and, you know, have to deal with all of these things. You know, we're, we're always thinking about the end goal. But I know for me personally, I was one of these people that got sold on the dream, but wasn't told about the costs of reaching that dream. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm glad you're here today, because not only, you know, do you live, breathe, eat and sleep LinkedIn, but you're an entrepreneur. You get it. You understand what we're all going through, what we've been through, what we need to go through. So it was one of the reasons why I was just so thankful to have you back again, Scott. So let's talk about LinkedIn. So first of all, I'm going to let you loose for a little bit, just to share your thoughts on LinkedIn, what's been going on, that kind of thing. And then let's explore some of it. Yeah. So LinkedIn is one of those ever evolving social media platforms that's going to continue to evolve. It's it's built around two basic concepts, educating and informing your audience through content that you create, networking with those connections for business opportunities and collaborations. So if you're a content creator that's looking to educate, inform, nurture, and build relationships and or that company or sole proprietor or corporation that is in B2B or B2C that is looking to collaborate or create sales with high-profile clientele or the ideal client, customer, consumer that you're looking to connect with, LinkedIn is where you're going to want to spend your time. Now, yes, there's a little bit of entertainment that plugs into it as well, but people entertain in a different way. I do two LinkedIn lives a week that some people would consider entertaining. I'm on there live. I'm a very active teacher. So uh, you know, my hands are going all over the place and tone of my voice goes up and down throughout the training. But what I mean, it's not for entertainment in the sense of, of TikToks and Reels, where you see a lot of people now trying to infiltrate the, the platform with that kind of information. And what people need to understand about LinkedIn is that it's all about connection, um, yes. whether, whether that's creating connection through content or creating connection through networking. The bottom line is human connection is the number one business asset that we all have as business owners, and it just needs to be used more often. And you can't automate that type of process. It's something that you need to block out time for, whether it's the producing the content that you want to educate people on, connecting with the right people, messaging them in a, a genuine way, engaging with people through either their content or your own content that you've created. So it's something that you do need to take seriously. This is not just a, a spray and pray method on this social media platform. They're, I mean, that's what people do. It's like it's like a loose fire hose. They're just, you know, like they're just hoping that, you know, they're going to connect with anyone with a pulse and send a bunch of messages and hopefully they'll create sales. And it's not how sales are created. Sales are created no. 
when you build the know, like, and trust with people. So when you take that notion of, of how you're going to leverage LinkedIn, you're going to have a, a lot of fun, but B, you're going to get great results. Yeah. I, you know, LinkedIn's definitely not the place where you go to find fun cat videos and, and all that. You know, what I've seen on LinkedIn is, is a lot of it very professional, but within that professional is also people sharing little bits about their lives. Like it's not about sharing your life, but obviously we're people. So on LinkedIn, you know, you also haven't that opportunity to share a little bit about your life, but that's not the main reason that just helps to create the, the no like and trust factor. Correct. Yeah. You know, you want to have a mixture of your business life, but also your personal life. And, you know, people see a little bit more behind the curtain of my personal life on, on Tuesdays. I always do a, a post from myself and my wife, and we always do a, a long form post. It's always a picture of us you know, educating and informing, but, you know, then you have the business side of me where people are, you know, seeing me live on Mondays and Thursdays on LinkedIn, where I'm educating and informing or producing a newsletter, which is on Fridays. So, you know, you do have to allow people to get to know you. And I think one of the biggest things that, you know, even if you're writing an educational or value added piece of content via a post, it's always best to have a picture of you attached to that post than just blanketed by itself. Because the one thing that I've now realized, especially on LinkedIn, is people, would, they want to put a face to the content. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're going to read someone's content, they want to see the face of the person who's producing it because they want to get to know you better. And again, just as you mentioned, building that know, like, and trust because no one buys anything from anyone that they don't know, like, or trust. Just putting that simple professional picture of you Mm -hmm. and attaching that to a piece of content that you created goes such a long way. You would be amazed. You know, you say that, but it also reminds me of your profile. I've seen people who have unprofessional pictures of themselves for their profile pictures. And I'm like, that doesn't impress me too much. You know, I always say to people, when you have your profile picture on LinkedIn, it shouldn't be something that you have on Facebook. It should not be a picture of you and your spouse or you and your your cockatoo or your cat or your dog. It should be a headshot of you. It is your professional, almost like the homepage to a website. It's your calling Mm -hmm. card. It's where people first get to see who you are. So having that professional headshot and for all the ladies out there listening limit the amount of skin that you that you share and you know people wonder why there's so many creepers on social media including linkedin you have to be mindful of that you have to think about you know is what i'm about to post or is the picture do i have is it too revealing is it too unveiling so to speak where it's going to bring the wrong attention as opposed to bringing the right attention you know, I think as as a woman, sometimes it's hard being a woman entrepreneur. And I'm not saying all men, but you are right. There are men who, you know, would look at me, look at me as an entrepreneur, look at me as a woman and, you know, potentially whatever else, right? And I think, you know, you have you do have to be careful of how you present yourself. You know, I want to present myself in a very well, I mean, I'm a modest person anyway, but you know, I want to present myself in in a professional way. I don't I want people to see me as a person, not necessarily as a woman, yep. but I want them to see me as an entrepreneur, as someone, you know, that they want to work with. You have to think about what I call the passenger side perspective. So, you know, if if you were viewing that that picture of yourself from, you know, the other side of the screen, how 
how would you connect to it? And, and how would that picture make you feel right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, a client told me, and, and this always stuck with me. He said to me, he goes, Scott, don't forget bodies sell faces connect. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. I know it was because back in the day before I got into the business consulting, I was still focusing on growing my online wellness practice. Mm -hmm. So my old profile picture used to be me from one of my bodybuilding competitions. Yes. And that invited some of the wrong attention. So I had people from all walks of life reaching out to me not for the intention of business. There were other intentions behind it. Yes. And and I, I'll never forget the day that he said that. The day that he said that, I went on and I put one of my professional headshots up instead of the picture of me from one of my contests. And it really changed because it stuck with me that faces do connect. You want to connect with mm-hmm. people. You don't want to sell to people. And that's the thing. Anything that is, I don't even want to say appropriate, but accepted as yes. far as what people do on Facebook and Instagram, keep it there. Don't bring it onto LinkedIn because again, there's a difference between a professional networking platform and an yes. entertainment type platform. So if you want to entertain more, hang out Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. But if you want to educate, you want to inform, you want to network, you want to professionally do all of those things. That's when you're going to need to spend some time on LinkedIn. I think that- to be consistency though because people do check out your other social media so you know if you have this very professional face on linkedin yet all the other platforms it's a very not professional you know i think that can affect because you know when you google people you tend to see you tend to see a couple things first either Mm -hmm. see their facebook or their linkedin profile it's Mm -hmm. usually one of the first two things you see when you google a person's name and you know my opinion is if you're using these social medias to build your business i mean if you're just using them for the sake of do whatever you want right exactly But, but if you're using any of the social media platforms for your business i think there has to be some consistency in the professionalism now obviously facebook instagram tiktok they're like you said they are more entertaining so can let you know more of your personal side and the entertainment side kind of come through and you know share those fun videos that you know you really like and enjoy but i think in terms of your profile i think there should be some consistency in the professionalism there oh i couldn't agree more and you know if anyone googles me and you go to my instagram you go to my facebook you go to my linkedin it's all maybe a different profile picture, but it's all the same professional content. You know, even though I do entertain a little bit more on Instagram, I do a almost one reel a day, but mm-hmm. it's it's motivational and inspirational type reels. I'm not yes. I'm doing any choreographed dances. I'm not doing any of the the challenges. And I'm I am a <laughs> no 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 weightlifting. And on on Facebook, you will see more of a personal side of me. So you'll see me sharing content about, you know, our koi ponds in our backyard or when we're traveling and we're down at the beach and we're, you know, doing certain things. I am very mindful of the right way, but in a professional sense to use these platforms. So I share more of my personal life on Facebook. So, you know, pictures with friends and family. Instagram is more of my, you know, inspiration, motivation, but done in an entertainment type way. And then LinkedIn is my professional networking. So there is consistency throughout all three of those different platforms. So one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I keep seeing you posting about it, and I'm really curious about it, is the bell. You keep talking about it, and I keep trying to find it, and it's not there. (laughs) Yeah, so the thing is, 
the notification bell, it was a newer feature that came out about two months ago. There's a couple things that I'm starting to realize about LinkedIn. So there's something called creator mode, which provides you the ability to do LinkedIn newsletters, LinkedIn audio rooms, but also LinkedIn live. Along with that, there's a new call to action link that you can add to your headline on your profile. But also there's something called the LinkedIn notification bell. And what the LinkedIn notification bell is, it's an area, if you're visiting someone's profile, you'll see a little bell at the top right. And if you click it, it grays it out and LinkedIn will say, you will be notified of all of this person's content. So it's a way to drive more organic engagement by telling people to ring your bell. Now, as the owner of your own profile, you can't see your own bell. So the only way that you would actually be able to see your bell is if you actually went to someone's profile that you're connected to. I'm going to look right now on yours just by going to your profile. And that's the one thing is you do have the bell. Oh, because I'm like, I don't have a bell. Yeah. So when you turn creator mode on, you have the bell. So if anyone looks at my profile on LinkedIn, You'll actually see my cover photo behind me says with an arrow, ring my bell to get notified of my content. Now, if I was on my profile, the bell's not there. The pencil is there for me to edit my profile. But on the user side, someone visiting my profile, right where that arrow is, right where the pencil is, is right where your notification bell is. So the only people that can see it. Waiting to get the bell. (laughs) Well, you have it. You you, You officially have been notified today that you have the LinkedIn bell. So now... Whenever you're doing a LinkedIn live or a live video or even your LinkedIn cover story where you can do a 30 second video, tell people to ring your bell, you know, ring my LinkedIn bell so you can get notified of all my content. It's just like subscribers on YouTube. It's a way to drive organic engagement by having those that want to see your content, ring your bell. So it sends them a notification every time you post, they get an immediate notification from LinkedIn saying, Hey, Kim just dropped a LinkedIn live or, hey, Kim just posted something. You should check it out. That is amazing. Amazing. Okay. I've been waiting to switch my cover photo over. I was just. Now you can. I can't tell you how many people have said that. They're like, where's the bell? Where's the bell? I can't see it on mine. Well, you can't see it on yours. And again, to everyone's credit, LinkedIn should have been more front facing with that saying, you know, you have the LinkedIn bell, but you're not going to be able to see it yourself. You would have to have someone else look at your profile and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it there. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. You made my day. Absolutely. You do. Yeah. So I have a question for you that, because I know it's something you've been talking about a lot, is how important are those LinkedIn lives and those LinkedIn videos? So whether you do a native video, which is a pre-recorded video that you can do right on your phone and then upload to LinkedIn, or if you're in creator mode where you have accessibility to LinkedIn Live, where you can use a third-party streaming app like Restream or StreamYard, which is what I use, it is beyond important. Video has and still is king. So if you're that person that's spending time on LinkedIn that wants to gain more visibility, you want to gain more trust, you want to gain more authority, you want to really position yourself as the expert within your space, video is best for that because people can see you, they can hear you, and they can feel you. So not only are they putting a face to the content, they're putting a voice to the face, to the content, but also why I love live video. There's nothing better than live interaction. Mm -hmm. When you're teaching and you're educating and people are commenting along and they're like, yes, I resonate. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. And they, 
They're on there live with you. When you have people, and this is such a, a gratifying thing for me, when I have 10, 12, 15, 20 people on live with me on LinkedIn, and they're just watching me teach for 20 minutes, that says a lot because you know, people aren't just like jumping on and jumping off. When people pop onto my LinkedIn live, they are on there from the minute I go live to the minute I wave goodbye to, to then think about, wow, these people must see such value in what I'm doing because they're hanging on to every word. And that's the thing. When you provide such high level value added content mm-hmm. without expecting anything back in return outside of people just engaging with you, letting them know, having them let you know what they took away. Yeah. That's everything. Because again, I can't tell you how many people end up then reaching out to me that day or days later saying, you know, I've been watching your videos, you know, how can I work with you? And it becomes an organic lead generator just by showing up and leaving people better. So if really want to up your level of what you're doing on LinkedIn and you want to up that game, you're going to have to start doing video. Now, if you're not ready for LinkedIn live, doing LinkedIn native video is more than fine. Because again, I'm a big believer. It's always better to do a little of something than a lot of nothing. So if you just started with just one, two to four minute video pre-recorded on your phone, uploaded on a Monday onto LinkedIn that educates and informs, gives some value-added information, some how-to, some lists, you know, three tips for that, three ways to do this. In the long run, A, it's going to get you more comfortable being on camera. B, it's going to build the trust. And C, it's going to prepare you for going live when you are ready. And, and you know, something else I've learned about lives is it takes time to build momentum. Like those first lives you do, you're probably not going to have a lot of people on. So maybe just plan shorter lives just to get yourself started, you know, and, and have notes and content ready so that you can just be doing all the talking without people asking you questions, right? Like I had a friend on Facebook who started doing a weekly live. And when she first started doing them, she didn't always have people on, but she did them every week. And, you know, within about six to eight weeks, she was starting to get, you know, three, four, five people consistently on her live. And, you know, now a year or so later, she's got 20, 30, 40, you know, 50 people who, you know, come on every week to watch her live and participate. I mean, think about anything like that. Why do you think they have something called a pilot episode of a TV show? Because they're not sure if it's going to work or not. They want to see if people are actually going to watch it. If you think about when people do podcasts like you and I, when you produce that first episode, no one listens to it. You're literally uploading a podcast episode that no one is listening to because you have to promote something and it builds over time. So, you know, I've had my podcast for about three and a half years and uh, approaching 180,000 downloads in that time period. And that didn't happen overnight. It's compounded over time, but video is the same thing. You know, even if it does take time to ramp up, sometimes when I go live on LinkedIn, no one shows up. I'll have like two or three people on there, but I don't care. It's not about how many people show up. It's about my consistency because the other thing that I love about lives is people can always go back and watch the replay because, yes. you know, when I go live, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's an awkward time. You know, it's 10 Eastern which is nine central, eight mountain, seven Pacific. So I'm getting people as they're getting up, people getting ready for work, people that may have just gotten to work and then people that are at work. So people are going to be watching at all different time periods. But then I have people from, you know, the UK that are in the afternoon. Late afternoon. I have 
such a time where people are, are popping on when it's good for them. And that's why the live video is such a great feature, because not only do you get the upfront organic engagement, you're going to get the prolonged organic engagement because it's going to sit on there for a while. I have so many people that jump on the lives I did like two and three months ago, because again, if they see one thing that you're doing, they're going to start digging to see other things that you're doing, which also yes. helps that get re-engagement. So you, you actually have those seen even more than when you first did it, however many weeks ago. I haven't been doing them yet, but that is on my been listening to you, Scott. And the keyword is, is yet. The keyword is yet. You haven't, you, you yeah. didn't say you're not going to, you haven't done them yet, which means you will be doing them. I was thinking of, because with the podcast, I record these episodes on zoom is, is doing the podcast recording on Streamyard and putting them to LinkedIn. So people can see them. I did an interview about two months ago with a woman by the name of Kara Golden, who owns multiple eight-figure company called Hint. It's the largest natural-flavored water company in the United States. And what I did was I did exactly what you said. I, I did an interview. I streamed it to my Facebook groups, to LinkedIn, to YouTube. Didn't engage in the comments because, again, if I was going to use it as a podcast episode, it would just have to be pure conversational. Now, people were commenting and popping on and saying hi, but I couldn't say, well, hey, Jane, hey, Steve, because then I couldn't use the audio. Like you said, what I did was I did the entire episode, recorded it, it was live, and then I extracted the audio, uploaded it to my podcast platform, and then two days later, it came out as a live podcast. And again, Kim, that would be great for you because that's where you're comfortable. You're comfortable interviewing people for a podcast. So, so now you, know, you can feature authors that obviously have turned that book into lead generators and income producing machines where you can have a whole series of that on LinkedIn. And now you're not having to do double the work because now you're showing up live on LinkedIn. Plus you're getting the audio that's needed for your upcoming podcast episode. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking of because it's, it's twofold, right? Like, cause you, you can multi-purpose it. So that, yep. that was the idea that I was playing around with and, you know, so good. I'm on the right track. You are absolutely. So we got a few minutes left there, Scott. What else do you have to share with us today? What do you sense is really important in terms of entrepreneurs on LinkedIn? Yeah. So a couple things is number one, uh, focus on building the relationship first. There's so many people that are just looking to get sales, and and again, I still wonder who still teaches this, and I don't understand why because there's so many spam messages being sent. I actually did a LinkedIn live on that earlier today about how to stop the spam because it's it doesn't work. Again, people are using these tactics and these strategies that are are being fed to them by by no fault to them, but the people that they're investing with that are telling them to do this. Building a business is like dating. You don't want one night stands. No. You want meaningful connection. You want meaningful relationships, right? And it may not be on the first touch, right? It may not be on the first date. You know, that's why you're asking questions. You're finding out about each other. So at the end of that conversation, let's do a follow up. Let's have a second date. And then it builds from there. Sometimes you commit to that person. Like my wife, I, you know, we committed to each other on our third date where we're like, this is it. So that's when we close the sale. Some people, it may be the first date. Oh my, I totally resonate. Let's do this. Let's commit to this. So really take the road. Could be could be six years down the road. You don't you don't know when it's gonna be, but if you lead with connection, that person will always remember that. They will always yes. remember that they you always meet people where they are. So mm -hmm. I had a call earlier today with a guy in New Zealand, and you know, he was interested in a couple of my programs. 
And he's like, you know, I think I want to start with this one. And I'm like, when do you want to start? And he's like, maybe towards the end of the month. Now, that is someone that's clearly telling me they don't have the money right now. So the mistake that a lot of people would make is they would try to push the sale. Well, you know, why not start right now? So I pulled back and I said, well, listen, here's what I'll do. I'm going to go into our chat. I'm going to drop the sales page link whenever you're ready at the end of this month to move forward. You got the link. You can sign yourself up. If you have any questions, you let me know. And then I'm done. That that He's going to remember that. So yes. when the money is available him where he is. I'm not going to meet someone where they're not. And I'm not going to force someone to get to where they, where I want them to be. And a lot of new entrepreneurs, a lot of people that are in sales end up doing this the wrong way. You want to work with people that are at a stage and a point where they want it, not something that you want them to have, right? That that becomes a need. It's got to be a want. So really meet your connections where they are and build those relationships. The second thing that you need to understand is that LinkedIn is all about value. So don't do anything that you would do on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Really give people a reason to come back and read more of your content. If people don't have a reason to read your articles or to take action in your polls or to jump on your LinkedIn lives or to comment in your posts... You have to rethink what you're actually posting because if people don't see value in it, A, they're not going to come back and B, they're not going to engage. The sole purpose of why you produce content on LinkedIn is to leave people better. That's it. If what you're posting is going to leave them better, it's going to help them in their business. And again, as I stated before, you're not asking for anything back in return you're going to get raving fans. It's going to lead to calls and you're going to bring more revenue into your business. I agree. You know, it's funny. Sometimes people have sent me spam messages and sometimes I just don't reply, but every once in a while, I'm like, I reply back. I'm like, who taught you that? Like, do you really think this approach is going to get you sales? They don't like it, but it's the truth, right? Like, you know, you messaging me, you know, we don't even know each other yet. You know, we haven't even had sort of an e-meet, you know, like I haven't even had a chance to get to know you on LinkedIn yet. And here you are, you know, sending me your buy your stuff, right? So yeah. obviously, Scott, people can find you on LinkedIn. But That's the best way to best place to do it. So is it just Scott Aaron or is it Scott Aaron something else? No, just you can search Scott Aaron on LinkedIn or go to scottaaron.net. That has all my socials where you can connect with me, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. There's a free download and free gift for anyone that does visit the website to start optimizing your LinkedIn profile. And I would love to serve and and help you the best way I can. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. Another amazing episode. Just, you know, you've changed my life. I have the bell. You have the bell. And now it's time for people to ring Kim's bell. Yes. So, you know, go to Scott and ring his bell, then come over to mine, Word Ninja Kim, and (laughs) ring my bell. So (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much. This has been Scott Aaron and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Oh, and you know, by the way, if you really enjoyed this episode, share it out on LinkedIn. Tag Scott and I. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The Extraordinary Word Ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. 
And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.